You're listening to the Driven by Design Now Awards podcast. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design. Joining me is Kirsten Mann. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Very good, Kirsten. We're here on our second season. It's good to be back. I can't, last year just flew, and I'm really excited to see what you've got this year. Well, it, it, it is interesting because we did some uh, research and some uh, user feedback from last year's podcast, mm-hmm. and there are a whole bunch of things that came out of it. That's why I love when you listen to listen to the market, make sure you respond. So we've gone from doing the awards wrap format into something which appears to be more useful to design executives, which is giving them a monthly dose of what's happening now in design. Right. And so I can see by what we're going to be talking about today, we've got kind of the best of the best coming through globally. That's right. And and what this also should do is give a cadence or a speed conversation for people who are in in innovation and design organisations. Every month we're going to bring somewhere between 10 to 20 extraordinary projects out of a collection of somewhere between 40 to 100 projects that we find every month. And that's what's important. Every month, relentless, it's there. There's references. And even going through this, straight away, I've got things here. I'm like, I want to talk about this with more people that I work with. So I can imagine these are going to generate a number of conversations. They will. So let's let's see if we can be really, really quick here. The format is that the uh, submissions have been curated. It's global rather than uh, just the eight cities that we were looking at last time. And what we were looking for were projects that all had an extraordinary aspect to them, that they were also creating joy and delight for the people. And they looked at the balance between experience and expectation setting that they were doing to create satisfaction with the customers. So I'm going to head off here. My first project I'm going to be talking about is the Adidas EQT Support 93 Berlin. Now, these look like a very cool pair of shoes, I've got to say. They are. And so what's interesting here is the transport operator in Berlin had decided that they wanted to do something to make themselves a bit more relevant. We've got to say, transport networks aren't traditionally sexy. Look, as someone who travels through cities I own more cards that get you on and off different pieces of transport and it's not good but Berlin's got a particular unique thing they don't have any barriers and it's an honesty system for you to go pay right so they need something that is with you and transportable that's right I I suppose after you've had a wall in your city the last thing you want to put is walls around all the stations (laughs) fair enough and that but they need to communicate the message which is you can have engagement on getting a yearly ticket and they've done that with a partnership here with Adidas, which is 500 pairs of these awesome design shoes that pick up the colorways that are actually the seat fabric on, on the public transport. But it's a limited edition. It's got your year ticket in it. And if you're wearing the shoes, you don't have to pay. So basically, the shoes are your ticket to use the train. That's right. Now, I think you, you picked up before there might have been an issue about how many days in a row you wear the shoes. <laughs> But I'm not sure for shoes collectors that that's actually the, uh, the the focus that they've got there. I think this is more about making a statement of we are being relevant. This is something we want you to go and enjoy. But I'm going to move on to our next project as well, which I believe you've actually been to Amazon Go. I have been and experienced Amazon Go when it was actually just being designed and created. I was I went and visited the Amazon guys and went through and did, had an experience the Amazon. Amazon Go store and basically what happens is you walk in you pick any of the products off the shelf you don't have to scan anything it automatically knows you go and pay and I did uh, they said try to take something right so of course I did so what I did was put something in the basket and I didn't actually go and try to walk out with it and 
automatic security. It comes down and you're prevented from leaving the store. So it was amazing. I have heard they build it on blockchain technology. So that means that it's forever in the record that you went to store something. (laughs) But this is a a step changer. Like, we need this in Australia. Well, and for anybody who's thinking about retailing experiences, you're at least six to 18 months away from being able to deliver a Me Too version of this. So you've got to think about that step change. Customers are going to actually now have the expectation Mm -hmm. that, that, that these options are available. And it's a brilliant way that the Amazon team have been able to bring innovation and experience together and just step the game up. I think it's extraordinary. That's why it got awarded gold. So it is fantastic. All right, I'm going to keep moving on here. The uh, Raven R Home Robot. Now, this is a Baidu Raven Tech and Teenage Engineering project. Now, for people who are music heads, they'll know Teenage Engineering through things like their OP1 uh, synthesizer, a small Swedish technology company that's been used to making a huge number of tools for people to go and be creative in an electronic age. This is really reinventing the way that you experience sound, isn't it? It is. And the idea that you can actually, you know, you can then, no doubt, like you could download ringtones, you're going to be able to go download moves. So you've got an LED panel, which is then on an articulated arm, which is also your speaker. You've just got to, it's got to be able to create some new entertainment experiences. I think this is courageous and awesome. And what I love about this in particular is that they're focused on a market. Like how often do you see this happen, right? Where small Swedish company has come in and said, we're going to tackle China. It's a big market. It's only a billion people. (laughs) But they've gone and focused and said, screw the rest of the world. We're focusing on this. So that's really impressive as well. All right, our next project here is the Lumen, and the Lumen to me is, it's one of those projects when you see it, it, you're just, oh my God. Gaze is one of the big problems for augmented reality. And what the team at Lumen have done is that they've been able to take the gaze issue by thinking of it as a torch. So then when you're shining your torch, it now has a scope of reference, it can then scan that environment, it can then look it up, it can work out the depth from it and all of a sudden give you a presentation which is just about the gaze that the torch has. Right, so the depth and object identification is done by the torch, basically focusing it on an area. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's able to understand the 3D shape, yep. it's able to project, and it's also able to go do the AI part where it's working out what's behind it. So this is fantastic for people who, you know, part of the problem with AI and the goggles and things like the HoloLens is people get seasick and, you know, dizziness and everything. This is so this was this portable, amazing device that people can have in their hands and, and focus on an area. So this is grandpa proof. Yeah, okay. completely. You could give this to your grandpa and say, grandpa, shine the torch and it's and it'll tell you something. And it it's after a couple of seconds, it will say, this is the video recorder. Remember those things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is the on button, or this is the TV. And you think, what a brilliant way to have it. I think if you were doing something like you're an Airbnb guest, and you're trying to work out how to turn the stove on, just shine the torch on it, yeah. and it's going to give you the uh, give you the manual. Awesome, absolutely Innovative fantastic. Innovative 
All right, where are we going to now? We're going to Cortex-5 AI platform. All right. Now, and this is an authoring environment for AI. Now, so for me, this was this is another really exciting one, but what it's being, it, it means that you don't have to be an engineer to program this stuff. It's a visual programming environment for AI experiences. And every time we've seen the engineering or the boffin gloves or, or chains being broken and then people with more creative, uh, creative set minds and experienced set minds being in charge of the tools, we see a dramatic increase. I remember when Macromedia came out with things yep. like Flash, all of a sudden it broke through and people were doing amazing stuff. The Cortex platform is going to accelerate corporates being able to implement AI and when we get that, we're going to find out exactly what the imagination can come up with and how does that create better experiences for customers. This is exciting. I want to play with this. So <laughs> we need to get through this stuff so I can go and have a look. Okay. So the next one I'm going to look at here is uh, the Trimble Mixed Reality. So there's, there's several players in this here. You've got Trimble who are out there saying um, we've now got a product that they've put in the marketplace. That's powered by the, the HoloLens from Microsoft. And I think here I'm probably going to give a bit more of a nod to Microsoft on this project because they put the, the hooks into Windows 10 to make sure that they could actually you know, have these experiences. They also created the device that's doing the sensing. But you've had the Trimble team take it to that next step of saying, well, here's how we could apply it in construction. It's fantastic and it gives you an idea how applied AR can work. And it gets back to what Microsoft have always been great at you know, they can solve the unsexy yep. and and bring great lift and efficiencies into marketplaces. Astounding project it's here. And it's an example of where, you know, you're able to see what you're doing with these tools, right? So if with this type of thing, you'd be able to see what you're building, very powerful. Yeah. So let's go off here to Super Bowl time. So I've got to say, this is my favorite of the day, right? And <laughs> And look, it might be because Chris Hensworth was featured. That could have something to do with it. Oh, does he do something for you? Yeah, he's not, he's not a bad eye candy. <laughs> I got a bit excited then, I think. So, so now that you've stopped fumbling your mic when you've, um, uh, you know, you've heard that um, Chris Hemsworth was, was in a movie, all this year we'll be talking about the satisfaction equation. Mm. This is a perfect example of the satisfaction equation in action. So we've had expectation setting saying during the Super Bowl, the return of Crocodile Dundee will be, will be launched. And then what they did was they made a humorous ad, which was 90 seconds long, but it actually was an ad to, to say to America, come back to Australia, explore. You can be a little bit silly, as we'd say in Australia, a bit daggy. And, you can, and you'll be welcomed because it's such a beautiful country for you to come to. It had joy, it had delight in there, and they set the expectation perfectly. And they really propositioned it well, right? Like they've, they've gone and sold you on this. Oh, look, and as an old creative director, the idea of the proposition is everything. Yep. And if we just go through innovation labs and A-B testing, all we get is iteration. You're not going to get the step changes mm. unless you come out with a marketplace proposition. So, so fantastic there. So our next project here takes us to Germany, just outside Stuttgart. Right. Now, this was another exciting one because for me, this was like a piece of artwork and it's this building is like a work of art. It's modern, but what they've been able to do is insert it into its current environment and because it's reflective, it's sympathetic to that landscape. 
And it also what it does is it actually sends a signal to the people in this town. We could be in the 1700s and actually you know, living that culture. We'll respect that culture. But we also want to be a beacon to the future. And I think it's going to be an astounding building that says there's some courage in this village. It, it marries old Europe with the future. An awesome, awesome, courageous project. And it's got one thing going for it that you love. It's a Brownsfield re rejuvenation. Oh, so, so Brownfield site. Okay, yeah. so for the listeners who, who aren't used to what a Brownfield site is, so this used to be old railway yards. And what they're trying to do is activate that space because that ec economic cycle's gone. It's now effectively, it's like a fallow field. And they're trying to say, how do we actually do economic development that will take us further into the future and further economic outcomes? An awesome project here. And as you outcome. said, it's a bit of a brownfield. It is. So who have we got next? I'm going to the new Academic Street. Okay. Now, what's special about this project? Well, the new Academic Street, it's, it's a little bit like someone's decided to go get a super group of architects in Melbourne and say, can you come together and we're going to give all of you a piece of this project and what we want to create is the laneway experience that Melbourne's famous for, but we also want to have it that it's an environment that people who are visiting students, foreign students in Melbourne, have nooks and crannies that they can get into so they actually create their own space in the university, connect it all together, make sure it has a very modern Melbourne feel to it. Well, and you know, so you've got the best architectural minds have come together on this. And what I think is the cornerstone of the design is they've all used light. It beautiful light filled space in something that would traditionally be kind of a boring old buildings isolated. They've connected them together and they've created this amazing ecosystem. Yeah, and Peter Madison, who's one of the architects, he walked me around the site before any of the construction. Wow, that about would have been two exciting, actually. And he was telling me when he was doing his architecture degree that they actually painted the the, the studio learning space that they were in. That's how basic the facilities were. Wow. And he was so encouraged about making something which was such a modern version of what a space could be. It's awesome. It's very exciting. Now we're going to go across to the spheres. And this is another one that I've actually seen. Um, I was in, it's in Seattle, again done by um, the Amazon guys. And this is one of those things where a, a term actually you learn something new every day. <laughs> oh, this, this is where we see biophilia at scale. Well, and I learned something I've learned is when you bring things into the design from your environment. So when you see natural timbers and woods used in environments, textiles, people are trying to go bring the outdoors indoors to actually soften out spaces. That's biophilia. That's biophilia. So where we're sitting here in a room which is made up out of drywall or plasterboard and some carpet. There's not a lot of biophilia going on here. <laughs> Adding some textiles into it, putting a couple of plants would absolutely lift the environment. But the guys at Amazon didn't stop at that. They said, we want to go and stimulate, wildly stimulate the imaginations of the people who work for us. And we're going to do that by turning around and actually creating a space which is a subtropical space in Seattle People in Seattle never see these no, plants. No, these, these plants, it's like these, these exotic, um, you know, things that you'd find in warm weather countries normally, like um, Singapore, Asia. Now, I'm going to go down to the beach and we're going to do a bit of life-saving. Oh, right. Okay, so we're, is this the Westpac Little Ripper Life-saving? It is, and it's our third last project. So, listeners, we're almost at the end here, but the Westpac Little Ripper Life-saving, it's using drones to go help with early detection for... Um, people who are in distress in the water, sharks in the water, 
and it also helps them with their response time to get in there. So, you know, surf lifesaving hasn't evolved much in the last 200 years. They're still wearing pretty much the same hats. The culture the is smugglers. budgie smugglers. Yeah. The culture is a lot the same. The idea of being able to go bring a statement of tomorrow into surf lifesaving, give love this. beachgoers confidence that, you know, they've got ready reaction times. Brilliant. It's such a fantastic use of tech, though, right? Like, that's what it's so, for me, that's the key with this. So then it, the, the other project that we've got in this category of social design experience is Action Hunger. And Action Hunger, it's a vending machine for homeless people. So it doesn't just mean that anybody can walk up. These are people who are registered, but they might need a toothbrush. They might need some toiletries. They might need a shaving kit. They might need some underwear. And it brings back humanity rather than having to interface with a human all the time to go and actually say, can, can you I help Can I have me? this? You can go and do it for yourself. They've solved it and it's beautiful. Oh, it relies it on vending machine technology. It is awesome of bringing humanity back. I, I was gobsmacked when I saw well, it. And this is, this is what I love about these examples is fantastic application of technology that humanizes experiences versus just technology for technology's sake. So another beautiful example. Now, we, we skipped over one somewhere. Oh. I, I, you can tell we're a little bit rough here, listeners, because <laughs> it's our first one. But it's actually a project called CDEC. And now, this is this was a pretty cool and funky video, this one. So, so, so we've just been speaking there about saving lives. We've also <laughs> been talking about um, social design when it comes into a vending machine for homeless people. But design can cover all market segments. CDEC is a high-luxury um, entertainment venue, and... One of the things I love about CDEC is that most times when you go on a vessel for a, a corporate function, they turn around and that they're pretty much an in, a commercial vessel that's just got some lights on it. You don't want to see it during daylight. Yeah. This one actually is just a beautiful experience, a beautiful environment, and they've worked out how to go use the backdrop of the city really like wallpaper on the walls that they've created around the deck. It is gorgeous and beautiful. But then we are gonna finish off with Project Reform. Now this one is, this was dismantling the longest public benefit application in America. And anybody who's into form design would love this project. They've gone and taken a horrendous form and process and broken it down into something useful using simple human design philosophy. Yeah, and, and you know, these projects, this was over 800 days of work for this small service design team. They're slow moving beasts, but if you've got the dedication to go do it, and this is particularly for the executives that are listening, you don't get this sort of change in your organisation, which is a step change. Mm. You don't get the efficiency in the step change if you're not going to go in for the long haul. And we remind everybody of that. You're probably already behind. You've got to get started. You have to get the sponsors on board. And hopefully by using what we're, what we're producing here in the Now Awards, that can give you some idea and cadence that you can go talk to your colleagues to say, we better hurry up because every month these guys are coming out with these ripper projects and we've got to make sure that we're actually in that collection in the future. So Kirsten, I'm going to wrap up here. We've got it under 20 minutes. Woo Listeners, we'll be back in a month's time with another collection of extraordinary projects which are happening now. And they can check these out on the site. And obviously, links in with the podcast here. And if they want to, they can subscribe to newsletters. They can follow us on social media. All the links will be in with the, with the podcast. Fantastic. It's worth checking out the videos. All right. I'll see you in a month's time.